It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. I've been um, recovering from my back spasms, but <laughs> I did manage to watch the entire uh, Arsenal Spurs game <laughs> 10 times um, from the Sky recording after I'd seen it live at the Emirates and watched Match of the Day when did you, as well. When did you do these back spasms? <laughs> no, I don't like to go into it in detail, but they're just there. Right. Yeah, they just happen every now and then. Well, I wish when you I need, were when I need recovery. to go away somewhere or play somewhere like I don't know, play somewhere very challenging, challenging team. Um, it, Josh is here, psychic, psychic I am. Josh. What a wonderful side. time! What a wonderful time we all had yesterday. Glorious with the back spasms. Glorious time. We're joined by podcast regular Gilad Kastenbaum. Welcome, Gilad. Evening, Josh. And podcast newbie. Um, Ivor Jaswan is that how you pronounce your name? Very good. You know what? For a first time, for a first that's, timer, that's pretty damn good. Really? Yeah. As an expert, how, how would you say your name, Ivor? Jaswan. Jaswan. That's how it comes Jazz- out. Ah, more but, of a kind of. But having said that, you had a nice kind of Eastern European tone. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> of course, <laughs> deliberately. It's, it's a Lithuanian origin. Jaswanski. Wow. Of course. Mm, so of course. I think you actually won the right heartbeat there. I feel Gilad's probably the only one retaining his proper name. I my family used to be called um, Horovitz. I'm now now Hilton. Yeah. What about you, well, Landy? Well, it Landon was, Baum. It was La- Landau, and became oh, okay. Landy. So a small change. Oh, Landau. Uh, you could start with when they hit the the shores of uh, of Wales. It went from oh. Landau to Landy. Oh, they could have start with Landau. Who would have been any the wiser? Beautiful start to the podcast. Yeah. All about so this that, is then. this is one of our reg, fairly regular all Jewish uh, editions of the podcast, which I feel is only apt because it's Hanukkah. It is Happy Hanukkah? Is it, Hanukkah Han- is it second day? Of second day today. Second day of Hanukkah. Um, yeah, first day. Following on from the momentous event, yeah, at the Emirates, and of course. Day today, excellent. Um, I feel maybe you know maybe the Arsenal roused themselves, especially for the first day. They did. Ago. I saw a wonderful clip, which I imagine you wouldn't have seen, which is at Israeli TV asked after the game Delhi Ali to wish all the uh, Tottenham yeah. supporters a happy Hanukkah. And having just had to do an interview after you've been absolutely smashed by your local rivals, to then have to start doing messages <laughs> wishing people a happy Hanukkah, that's just probably not what you need at that moment. But you, you were saying just before we came on air, you had a, you had a, a gentleman with you next to you at the game who, who spilled coke all over themselves. Yeah, so I mean, I don't want to get into detail. Did he recover? <laughs> he recovered, yeah. I went... Um, Dermot, regular, um, my regular co-Arsenal um, 
seat man. What am I saying? The bloke who comes to us with me, Dermot O'Leary, TV's Dermot <laughs> O'Leary, um, sits next to us. And Dan, and Dan, husband of Holly Willoughby, Dan's in Australia with the kids visiting Holly, presenting. Not doing challenges. Not doing, I don't think he's doing Bush challenges. Trials. I think his main challenge was getting up at the right time to watch the Arsenal Spurs game. Oh, yeah. Um, which he did, I know, because he was on, on our WhatsApp group. Um, Dermot was obviously in rehearsals for the f- part two of the final of this year's X Factor, which, by the way, did a brilliant job. Um, so couldn't come. So I was sat next to his lovely uncle and his uncle's lovely wife, who I've met before. Um, but his uncle, within minutes of the game starting, spilt pretty much an entire cup of Coke on himself. Um, He's had a bigger mare than Eric Dyer. To be <laughs> <laughs> Almost as big a mare as Eric Dyer, not quite. Is there a free Coca-Cola up in club no, level? He bought, you no, you have to buy... Because half-time it's free. Yeah, that's the weird thing. There's so many weird things about club level. So at least at Either. half-time he could have replaced it with right. a free one. Yes, he could have. But no, he paid for the Coke, spilled the whole thing on himself. I felt bad because I thought, all oh, right, I didn't know, you know, the game had started. I was like, I could go run to the cafe and get some paper towels and mop him up or something. And I was like... <laughs> Game, this is like, I can't miss anything, any Disaster. of this game. So he, he was like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. So he basically just sat there and, you know, it was, it was fine. Uh, yeah, that was the uh, first event of the game. More importantly, this was one of the greatest moments in the history of the world ever, obviously, the whole thing. I mean, it does, I, someone said to me today, one of my work colleagues said, oh, you must have had a brilliant weekend. I was like, yeah, it was one of the greatest days ever. And she was like, really? Like, is it like, what, in your top 10? Articles? I think it might actually be in the top 10. So how does it rank? That's the question. I, I, said to, I said to my wife when I got home last night, I said, <laughs> I would put yesterday above the birth of my daughter last year. In terms of... I mean, I was just asking how it ranked with other Arsenal games you've no, been no, to. No, 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 really, If really, you want to rank it, was... it in life experiences. In, in, in life experiences. Uh, I, I called Josh, actually, after the game and we were having a chat and I just said that, do you know, everything about yesterday was just phenomenal. I left mentally, physically and emotionally drained. Yeah. And... I mean, from the atmosphere, which, which was just sensational, to seeing the look on the spuds' faces as they walked out of the ground in tears, some of them. It was just beautiful. Everything about it was beautiful. And I, I don't remember enjoying an Arsenal game mm. like that. Did you see, among many little things that I noticed, because obviously I did actually, I've watched it back on the Sky coverage of it. The full 90 minutes. Full 90 minutes. Including, yeah. and there wasn't that much analysis. That's frustrating. Oh, I know. It's so annoying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's really annoying. But if you watch it back on their Premier League highlight, like hour, they do an hour chunk, okay. then they have got more analysis at the end of that. Okay. So there you go. Anyway, um, but, I, but I, there's this bit where they showed um, a Spurs, when the Spurs fans started leaving uh, en masse, it was pretty much after Athena got sent off, um, Vertonghen. Thank you, Vertonghen. <laughs> um, they had this brilliant close-up of this bloke taking his um, Spurs shirt off and putting it because he gets too scared and slash embarrassed to wear oh, it on the way home. Brilliant. And it was so brilliant. great. I was like, oh my God, that's such a brilliant moment. You could see, poor bloke, you know, face, very visible, hiding, having to hide in shame his Tottenham kit. So that was a, a little cameo moment that I loved. Ivor, where does it stand for you in your... In, in, is it, have you got any uh, loved ones that yeah. is better than... Or? <laughs> You know what? Definitely top 10 Emirates moments. Yeah. Oh, start. yeah. I'm going to sort of keep it a bit more down to earth. Surely top one, either, <laughs> of the Emirates moments. Well, you know what? When, when the six minutes came up for stoppage time, mm. and people, some people around me were going, oh, bloody hell, six minutes, we're a bit wobbly here. I was thinking, no, what about a third 5-2? So, yes. I, you know, you remember those amazing... Remember that first 5-2? Yes. Robin Van Persie. That first 5-2, Robin Van Persie. Yeah. Um, you know, sublime curler into the far corner against Brad Friedel. That was that was euphoric. That was seriously, seriously euphoric. I felt 
yesterday was was fun and it had some it, you know what I, I got a lot of admiration for the comeback yeah. at half time chatting to some people Benjamin Peters of this oh, yeah, occasion yeah, yeah, yeah. um Elliot Gerser floating from Israel he's a, of a big long time okay. lifetime gooner right Daniel Felds you know they were saying mm. well Benji's quote was I reckon we've blown our load, boys, for this half. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and, and that was 2-1 down. I was like, Is that, that just a typical pessimism of an Arsenal fan, though? Um, well, was there an element, do you think, like, the fact that against Liverpool, we had played a bit like that, and then we couldn't sustain it. Yeah. Whereas yesterday, why it was a much better performance, because they came back in the second half, and they were, you know, incredible for the second half, and over, a, you know, probably take a 90-minute game, for 70 minutes, we were very, very good. And... You know that's what makes it stand out. And I, I didn't. I didn't. Did you? I don't. I didn't really see it coming. Second half. I know we've been better all season, but I just thought the way also because it, it was like forty seconds after kickoff that we conceded another goal, and the fact we looked like we lost our heads by the melee in the corner. I just also yeah. thought I think we might have. Well, we might I don't want to cover here. Paint myself as some kind of Nostradamus, but at half time, I did say to a friend in in club level bar. Um, I bet he makes half-time substitution. I thought he'd make one. I thought he'd bring on Lacazette. And well, how, James, how amazing were those substitutions? Well, yeah, so, because he's, so, he's done, done this before. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying I'm a genius. He's proactive. He's, just, he's proactive. Yeah. That's so, great words. That's the proactive. That's the so word. I said, I bet he brings on Lacazette for, and probably for Mkhitaryan, who, by, who had one of his better games, by the way, yeah. in the first half. But I was convinced he was going to bring on Lacazette and I was convinced we would turn it around. I didn't think necessarily we were going to win, but I thought we'd at least get a draw. So I was fairly confident. Yeah. I do feel now... Like, because obviously we would never ever win at half time, so we don't almost have to completely discount that as a yeah. thing. But I do feel now, whatever happens against any team, if we go down, we can come back, and he will somehow find a way, of, which is incredible, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. No, I think Emery's youthful energy is such a refreshing thing. Yeah. Um, I've got to say at this juncture, Arsene Wenger, God bless him, on Hanukkah. Who? Sorry. <laughs> I, I was looking forward actually to be asked if I was Wenger in Wenger out. Oh, yeah, I should have done that. I didn't ask <laughs> where, you. The where, new, where I sit in the Emirates, all, all new this kind of stuff. You well, know. You're right. I've completely, I've completely <laughs> abandoned the the, the usual <laughs> format. <laughs> it's almost like the but, victory in the derby. Yeah, yeah, I've gone. It's got to our heads. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. gone to our heads. All this so, and, good point. Yeah. Where do you stand on Arsene Wenger? Arsene Wenger, I love the man. Got a lot of admiration. Were you were you Josh style, full on pro for constantly right up until the last minute? I would say that's as close as any of any of the other contributors on the podcast. Would okay. marry my views, yeah. Right. I mean, right. I got to think, yesterday. You've got to respect Arsene Wenger for the fact there was Lacazette to bring oh, on. Okay, I was going to say there was Aaron Ramsey to bring on. <laughs> right, there was the structure of a good squad there. Mm-hmm. Arsene Wenger. I, I, think, I think we're digressing though from the North London derby. Arsene Wenger's <laughs> last, North London derby, home the Emirates. A stroll to a two-nil win. None of this being behind at half-time. And but let's worries. get back to the mighty man Unai, who we yes. all seem to love yeah, now. But he we, would be the first. Just... He'd be the first though to credit Arsene Wenger with having those players at his disposal. So he's making the absolute most. The absolute most of what Emirates. Look, Emirates making amazing new energy. I think he's very refreshing. He's got a great philosophy on combining the energy of the heart with the wisdom of the head. That was one of his first interviews back in the summer on the, the lovely Arsenal.com. Um, and I think that he's putting that into action. And But, but he, he would be the first to admit he's inherited a decent squad. And I, think, I haven't seen him admit that yet. Have you? Has anyone no, seen him admit I, that? I, I like in that. interviews or anything. I mean, I'm not well, sure he's been asked. It's very complimentary about Wenger. Yeah. Yeah, talking about oh, okay. the players he's had to inherit. Okay. Oh, the, the flip side to that, though, is the number of players that were, you know, have been involved this season who weren't there under Wenger. You know, we made five summer transfers. Only Lichsteiner of those wasn't, you know, on the pitch at some point yesterday. So, you know, a turnover of players and 
well, new new formation. Let's face it. Just about the halftime substitutions, James Olly points out the seventh time we've made a halftime substitution. That is totally alien for what, what we've seen. That, at, there was a start on match, match, match day. day. We, we yeah. were so used to waiting until 70 minutes. And I think that's what Spurs fans were very upset that Pochettino didn't do something earlier. And as Arsenal fans under Wenger, we were so used to having to wait till that 71st, 72nd minute to make a sub. And I'm with you, Boyd, that at halftime, a couple of us were talking about it. And we said, as long as we keep it tight with the subs that Emery will make, we know that we're going to make chances in the second half. Yeah. And it, it's really, it's liberating actually to go into a game that even if you're down at half time or drawing, yeah. you know you're still in for a chance because the players are going to come out, there's going to be a proper half-time team talk where he gets into them, he drills them tactically. In the second half, I think he changed formation twice, which is, yeah. which is, a, which is a great yeah. thing to see. Yeah. Because yeah. the it, thing is, sorry to interrupt, but the thing is because I can well imagine people saying on the Wenger era, oh, but Lacazette and Ramsey should have started, so he should have got his tactics right first time round. So you can swing it both ways. I think it was inspired substitution. I'd love to have heard his half-time team talk. But equally, you know, you could have said maybe they should have started. But they, but they played really well. What did you really make well. of the lineup when it came up? Or? Well, I, 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 thought that I, thought, I was absolutely amazed at that other line. I thought it was... I, thought it was, um, I can't help the whole, the whole thing but, was accidental. <laughs> Here's my theory. Rob Holden would never have played 90 minutes the other night in Kiev, which we're going to come on to because Ivor made the long trip. Rob Holden would never have played 90 minutes, I think, if um, Meze Ozil was going to take part in the game. And I think we would have played a back four. And I think suddenly Ozil being out of the team, it changed everything. It meant we played three at the back um, and the whole team was totally different. And I, I, I'm desperate. I mean, we'll come on to the Ozil situation. But... I, I can't help think the whole thing has to change quite but late. Maybe maybe the day before or no. something like that. Your and then you've gone with Mkhitaryan and Awobi. Mkhitaryan, if he was going to be starting North London derby in a totally pointless game, I know he didn't come on in Kiev, but why on earth would you have taken him out there? It, does, it doesn't add up. What, so your theory is... <laughs> Got a theory, yeah. Your, your theory <laughs> rests on the, on the notion that um, Ozil has had a genuine back spasm. And was and has sort of like lost. No, no. has had like a, a big argument at some point. Also, has not had a bad spasm. He's basically <laughs> so then thrown his a, toys out the pram. Fine. Right. So that's happened reason, on Friday or Saturday. No, no, no. But it, the, surely the reason he wasn't there and the, and that he's as you say almost you know we don't we assume thrown his toys out of the pram is because he wasn't going to be selected. Yeah. And and thing and and Emery's plan was to stick with the team that won last week in a you know in the end in a very effective way. And by the way. All the punditry experts are pointing out how the three at the back worked really well in an mm-hmm. attacking sense. I think he completely it was a deliberate move by him. Why I was would he have played holding him? for ninety minutes? On because Thursday holding's night. like untouchable now. He's like Mister Reliable, isn't he? He's like, why wouldn't you keep yeah. playing? I think, also, I, I, think, I, think young, I think holding's been yeah. great. Yeah, he's a I'm young. Not saying, of course, he's been great. But why would you take him all the way out there? Play nice minutes when he's got North London derby because on you, Sunday in a dead game. He's such a brilliant. And I'm going to get on how amazingly brilliant Emery is but he's so honestly and this, this is one of many re- ways in which he's incredible is his team selections and his resting of certain players and it seems absolutely genius to me like he just seems to know and he leaves himself enough on the bench yeah. that if we are struggling yeah. which he knows we so, normally are yeah. we bring them on hence, firepower hence he wanted to win the group in, in, the, Europa, in the Europa took just enough experienced players yeah. including Holding and Mkhitaryan well, hang on. Say, took who all the thought... players who are experienced who haven't been getting games Lischstein right, right. Cech El Nenny it wasn't that mean... genius but, that, but enough of them and then <laughs> the, including two that will end up I playing I think he could have taken me Ivor and Gillard as a front three <laughs> looking at the way they played the other day right, we might right, have won right. the game but what I'm saying is all the way through this season so far his decision making about those issues about who to rest in the squad who to take with the team selection, which always it seems incredibly unpredictable, week after week after week, we never know what it's going to go for. But actually, 
to stick to your to answer your point. I was surprised about the team selection that we retained three at the back and that Urza was nowhere to be seen. But we played brilliantly in that first half, apart from that moment, that few minutes of madness where they got the free kick, which, by the way, shouldn't have been a free kick because Song dived. Song dived, didn't he? For the free kick, I'm not for the penalty, but definitely for that free kick. I thought it wasn't it wasn't profit. And then they got the penalty. But that was, those were moments of that, that, apart from that, we did brilliantly in that first half. So. And, and I think it was like he then he then um, changed the formation and brought on Lacazette, and, and not because it has, wasn't working, but because he was like, right, I really want to win this game, yeah. and I've got to make it even more attacking. And that worked again, apart from the first five minutes of the second half. It were even more incredibly brilliant for the second half. I do agree with you largely, and I thought on Match for Day 2 last night when I watched that, and it was Shearer and Wrighty doing the punditry, Shearer said that Mkhitaryan and Iwobi were ineffective in the first half, and I felt was, that wasn't correct. I, did, I, I disagree. Gary I, actually, Neville, I thought Mkhitaryan for the first time I've seen him do this and I know that's not what he's there for but he tracked back and yeah. he won about right. three or four yeah. challenges the right. first time which really set the tone yes. and Gary Neville at the beginning yes. of the second half commentary actually yeah. says the opposite of what Shearer yeah. said but you credit Emery because he had to change the system and yeah. two players had to be sacrificed and it, I thought he'd do one at half time I thought Mkhitaryan would come off and Lacazette would come on but no he went yeah. with it with that's both of them and they're handsomely rewarded but um, isn't it the case either that the real, I, I don't want to keep, I keep every week saying this, but you're, you brought up the great man. <laughs> That's true. We, I, I, I'm going to say it again, but every, we're always going to see everything refracted through the lens of Wenger because he was the manager for 21 years. So you, it's like saying, can't, can't just forget that. And so everything's, but I think the difference between, I know we beat Spurs 2 0 last year, I'm not saying, but I just think the difference is chalk and cheese between the approaches. And I think everything about this guy, Emery, seems as proactive, dynamic. Bold, fearless. I feel like for the last five or six years, and I'm not having a Wenger personally, I just think the, last five, his, the big issue with him was almost like being caught between not knowing what to do, just frozen almost, in every sense, in terms of buying players, in terms of bringing players on from the bench, tactics, everything. He's always seemed frozen. And the whole team, the whole the way we've been playing in the last few years has felt kind of slightly lumbering. Now, I feel like everyone feels like they've been freed, the fans, the players... Everyone just it, it's such a relief. So I'm not even I'm not saying any of this to have a go at the previous regime. I'm saying what a joy it is that everyone's now unfettered. Don't you? You must sense that, don't you? That I think there's a lot. Yeah. So I think there's so much in that. So I think first of all, I think the energy that is now flowing through Arsenal is fantastic. I think Emery has been a massive, massive instigator, catalyst of that, a reflection of that. You know, I think the two-one down to Tottenham if it happened last season. I think there'd be armed mutiny going yeah. around the Emmett Stadium. Yeah. You know, there was a fluttering of booze, which I think was directed. Was that well I from? Oh, well, know. this is the thing. So block Towards seven. Towards the referee, maybe. Okay, I hope oh, so. Yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. so. Oh, yeah, sure. I hope so. Block seventeen, where my actual season ticket is, can be a bit of a miserable Michaels, as we say. <laughs> so which bit of the stadium is that? Block? So that's the lower tier. Okay, it's very central. Very oh well, plum right halfway line, oh, right halfway line, oh, row nice. three. It's a good view. It's a yeah. good view. Yeah, it would be amazing if you could stand from there. That would be the right. dream, right. and what you You're should blocking the people in row four. No, if everyone can stand, right. if there's so, a standing section. Well, yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, one of the things I'm really hoping for, because I actually had a chance meeting with the, going to get the names right. So, the two gentlemen who've replaced Ivan Gazidis, respectively. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you? Missile and Tat. Yes, yeah. exactly. Raul Sudden. Sunlight. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Were you in Kiev? In Kiev. Oh, did you oh. chat to them? Very briefly. What, was very briefly. what were the topics? Well, this was a very, so first it was a very spontaneous chance encounter. Um, I got myself uh, full time into the, I don't know what to call it really, 
the hospitality area. Oh, yeah. Sort of backstage, well, backstage, backstage as it were. Backstage, yeah. You know, yeah, we yeah. Use, use a jargon we can relate to here. Yeah. <laughs> Just describe, because how many people are out in <laughs> the game in the end? There were so few. The, so the official, okay, I'll show you. So that, that's a photo of where I started off. It doesn't work so well on the podcast, no, but no, I'll but have you, a look and describe so it. Either it's shown us mainly in the We post that photo on our I will put it on our feed. I'd say 10,000, I reckon, were in the Olympsky Stadium. And how many does the stadium look? Stadium must hold 75,000. I would say in the Arsenal section, Officially, there was probably, yeah, around about the 800 that had bought tickets. But there were at least that spread out over the rest of the stadium in the so-called Vorskla section, which right. is where yours truly ended up, actually. Oh. So I actually wasn't... Why did you end up in that situation when you had the freedom of... You had like... No, oh, you didn't. no, you didn't. Oh, you no, no, boy, no, no. Ivor doesn't, you know, discriminate <laughs> against anyone. He's a man of the people. So you were in the Vauxhall section. You were in the Vauxhall section. Yeah, but it was the, also the Arsenal section. There were people, there were Arsenal flags, Arsenal scarves. There were lads who I'd met in Kiev in 2003, way, way back. I mean, Dynamo Kiev. Yeah, wow. who were, who'd, from that trip that I recognised and said hello to me in the block that I ended up in. 15 years on. Absolutely. Yes. The Kiev That's Arsenal massive. Well, they were English guys. Uh, so Dave, I think he's from Reading, lovely bloke, sort of the earth, enjoying hey, his retirement hi now. Hi, Dave. I don't okay. <laughs> he's, he, he actually you know, gave me a drink, which was very kind of him, and he was saying... So like, can I just say you're letting? Can I just say you're yeah, letting? You're, you're letting um, Josh look through your, <laughs> all your photos through on your right. iPad. I, if he gets to something rude in a minute, I once then, I okay. once described Josh as safe as houses on the Arsenal tickets group. But is, are your photos safe as houses? Well, well hang on. Sorry, I don't how, know, how, how, how have we got from Unai? Unai to hang on. We got to get back to Dave. No, no, that's the beauty of life. But can you tell us about your meeting with the Arsenal hierarchy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, first of all, my instinct was they're good human beings. That was that was a good thing. So, well, I mean, they let you into the VIP area, and, you, and, and you're clearly not. I mean, with all due respect, well, you know, you're not. Not then. Per, to be fair, I've got to appreciate. I think it was probably Oleg who let me in, the security guards. Oleg. So okay, so that's Oleg Luzhny, formerly the horse. Exactly. So to extend the background, so okay, so what BT Sport, whoever covered the match, I'm not sure if they fully conveyed the conditions or in and around the stadium on the night. Um, I mean, it looked fairly empty. From, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I watched it on. But there, sport, it yeah. was an ice rink on the podium. Uh, yeah, no, I think someone did mention around that, yeah. the stadium. Right. Yeah. If this, if you remember a few years ago when they had these postponements, postponements of matches at Emirates. Yes. And you know, it was like borderline. You know, you, you know, you know, it was it was very kind of almost fair weather approach. A little bit of like frost on the ground, but we're going to be absolutely one hundred percent kosher safe and not. Yeah, without underfloor heating. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But I'm talking about oh, the podium, like the Danny Fisman Bridge, Ken Fry Bridge. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. You're Imagine right, yeah. that. Right. Frozen over. Right. In fact, not even just that. Imagine the stairs leading up to that. Really? Ice on those stairs. So it, was wow. it was dangerous. It was dangerous. So how many dangerous. times did you fall over? I, you... Well, this is the thing. Okay. So, you know, so this is the interesting thing. So I I made an attempt on the first couple of steps coming down from the... So to put it into context, I did a recce the night before. So I was already in Kiev. Wow. I was hoping I might see a cheeky Arsenal training session. Right. you know MRA has changed the, the, yeah, the start. The pitch, it goes out yeah, the yeah, night yeah. before. The night so time. in Baku, right. there was this great footage of them training in the Olympic Stadium there. Right. And I don't know if you saw it, the little cat ran onto the 
the touchline no, and some crowds here, a couple Baku of others. Footage. Oh, it was a big, it was a, it was a story out in Baku. Okay. Yeah, I'll look it up on, on YouTube. Is, so, well. but before we get, Phil said to Gilad getting. He doesn't uh, does like digressions. No, you've now the cat digression on top of Dave from Kiev. It's too much. The triple digression. The truth is, I'm still on such a high from yesterday that I'm like, I thought we're going to the pub after this and I'm going to ask you for three hours about the cat in Kiev. So we've got the icy conditions, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the, the context of you meeting the, the duo. Well, so what happened was I decided I wasn't going to risk my life and my, my football and tennis career with my beautiful legs and go down these steps and my, not to mention my skiing. <laughs> and I went to the security guards who was manning the hospitality entrance or the VIP entrance, whatever you want to call it. And I said, I said, my friend, I need some, I need to help me. It's too dangerous to go down these steps. Wow. And... I don't even know if he fully understood me because I'm not sure how fluent his, his English was, but my body language will ever communicate enough of the essence. And he said, okay, he said, go straight through, go down the stairs, don't tell anyone. So I went in and then I'm walking through like a corporate hospital. I'm walking through the catering area. Mm. They've got a nice, probably your, your world, boys. You know, got all the club level staff. You know, like, burgers? Yeah. Well, actually, they had yeah. a full buffet thing laid out. Oh, it was right. a cold buffet, okay. as oh, I later okay. found out. Fine. Fine. Anyway, I'm walking through and then, you know, I couldn't help but have a little look around and see what, what I've actually ended up in. And then I spot in the corner of my eye um, a guy called Mr. Miles, who's a club secretary at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Tall gentleman, glasses. Yeah. I'm sure he is. I think it's me and properly. Yeah, okay. He you won- said, take me to Mislintat. <laughs> well, Mislintat... Take me to the cat. Well, so who's the gentleman, the Thai gentleman, who's the former commercial officer who's been promoted to replace Gazidis oh. on the off-field, yeah, off-the-pitch yeah, right, yeah. stuff? Did I? Yes. Oh. Yes. Think, uh, Vinny. Vinny. Yeah, Vinny. I saw him. Straight away, I recognised him from photos on the website. And I was feeling quite positive and affable. And I just went up to him and said, put my hand out. Ivor Jazz or a lifelong fan. And he, he recepted that, you know, yeah, very yeah. nice. And then a split second later, um, Raul... Mislintat. There we go. Oh, no, it's oh, yeah. He emerged, same thing. And it, we were all, you know, it's all nice, natural human energy. And then, um, yeah, it was, he's, you know, he asked, had I been affected by the problems about the switch of the match? Mm. And I said, actually, I was already in Kiev. So he was quick to say, oh, so it actually helps you. Yeah. I think <laughs> so it helps you went, people, yeah, it did. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So, so, go on, did you then get to ask so many Very briefly, questions? so you've got to remember, they've got the team bus waiting downstairs <laughs> with the energetic, proactive MRA. Yeah. So, it, it, so a couple of things. So, you know, I said, yeah, I said, lifelong Arsenal fan, I just want to say, you know, great night tonight. You know, I, I feel, thank you. I, I said to them, I feel we've got good, positive new energy. I was like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this new energy. Uh, they mentioned something about the kids have done so well. And I oh, said, yeah. absolutely, you know, it's a great opportunity for them in... Well, this is the funny bit. I was, I was about to say top-level football, but I was realising that could be slightly tongue-in-cheek in reference to Europa League. But yeah. I, dared, I dared, dared not deflate the nice energy by sort of making that point clear. So I said, top-level football, it's a great learning curve for the kids. And, you know, they were nodding and agreeing or whatever, and they just were happy to go along with it. And then, um, and then I said, MRA was so... Oh, that was it. He was like, oh, have, you, have your feet warmed up? So Vinny said, it was, you know, it's a down-to-earth human thing. Yeah, you Literally feet, down-to-earth. Have your, feet, have your yeah. feet thawed out? Yeah. I was like, just the feet- and it was like because right. they obviously I, I, anyway so then they probably didn't know that I wasn't in the hospitality section officially so <laughs> I think they might have guessed maybe probably it's like in beers and yeah. all the rest of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway so yeah so brief chat I, I said look, the energy of Emery tonight is fantastic he was so 
you know, if you've seen him at matches, so out there on the edge of the technical area. Yeah, especially considering the bloody Europa League, yeah. There we go. They were yeah. like, they joked, he's probably his way of keeping warm. Because <laughs> uh, it was, it was minus 12, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Did you ask what the hell they were doing bringing Mkhitaryan out there if he's going to play on Sunday? And mm-hmm. Rob Holding. And Rob Holding. No, no, I didn't get into technical. Well, we didn't know they were going to play. I didn't no, get into specifics. I didn't know that. They then also said, we've got our, you know, we don't want to keep Emery waiting. You know what? And then another guy popped up called House, I think his name was. He's House enough. Fami, who's now in charge of the legal, used to be at the uh, Team Sky. Gillard, your there knowledge we go, of the, the um, Arsenal hierarchy is just, just when you need it. This Actually, is, this you is know what? It's, it's very sad. Top quality it's podcast. Amazing. Yeah, you know, it's, uh... Between the two of you, you've met them all. You know, you, you <laughs> so know me them Me and Ivor are going for a long This is amazing. We do have to go for a break, though, Ivor. We'll come back after this break. Cool. Footballistically, Arsenal is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale, the footballistically Arsenal... Beer of the month. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. Um, Ivers told us in great detail <laughs> the um, icy, icy experience. Fair of play meeting... to going all the way to Kiev. Oh, hero. Absolute hero. hero. We only went. What did we do? Cologne last year. That's not, yeah, nowhere near as uh, no, no, as exciting. But we've got the draw. Is it next week? No, two well, weeks time. FA Cup yeah. is as we speak. Well, the FA yes. Cup will be bringing you live. Bringing you live. Josh, Josh is going to monitor. Think, is monitoring. Yeah. I think Gary Lineker is just coming through the corridor, isn't he? So yeah, the FA Cup. We'll be keeping an eye on that for you. But what was your and, what was your favourite part of yesterday? I mean, Torreira scoring his first goal for Arsenal. Yes, that was a lovely moment. Yes, Josh, do you mind if I just come in on that quickly? Which is yes. Torreira. He's an absolute man mountain. I love the man. I don't think. He lost one 50-50 challenge yesterday. Not only that, his distribution throughout the game was second to none. Mm. And also, the passion. I mean, for me personally, obviously, Aubameyang's goal was magnificent. But that fourth goal, him running away, celebrating with all of the players, the fans, the top delirium. Off. It was, yeah. yeah, taking the top off. I, I, I mean, that for me was the, the iconic image of, 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 yeah. the, of, of the day. Because it's like... No, I liked Kolasinac holding the corner flag as if it was yeah, like yeah. a sword. Aubameyang's goal... <laughs> Oh, was, stunning, stunning that was right. Ten consecutive shots on target that have led to goals in the Premier yeah. League. The first man to do that, I read since Benny McCarthy. Incredible. Uh, for Blackburn uh, I you said in 2007. No. What is incredible, though, what, what struck me is because um, is those players like Torreira, Aubameyang, etc., not only are they absolutely brilliant, like Torreira, yet again, man of the match, mm-hmm. but how much fun they're having. Like, yeah. Torreira looks like he's the happiest man in the world that he's playing for Arsenal. I think that's such an interesting thing, isn't it? Look, because we've signed players before, I mean, you know, potentially decent players, midfield players, who've always looked for me like, oh, you know, yeah. I don't give a shit. And I'm like, even El Nene, you know, I don't want to pick on him particularly, <laughs> but, you know, he's been a useless... And, and Ooh, boy, boy, I, I, I take, I take con, I con, All right, I'm being harsh, but uh, yeah, compare him to harsh. Torreira. I'm sorry. Bordeaux, 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 I agree with you. Big, and you can, you can see that now. in terms of <laughs> in terms of the the camaraderie around the team. Yeah. I mean, even you look at that, the fight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's so un-Arsenal for all the yeah. players to want to get involved. Yeah. You know, Ooh. Eric Dyer, that, that complete and utter tosser, you know, he runs over to all of us with his finger to his lips. I love it. Guendouzi, who another one who seems to love to play for yeah. the Arsenal, you know, yeah. a young 18-year-old kid. Yeah. Straight down there, throttles that pussy, Deli Alley, who doesn't want it. Throttles sorry, that sorry. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, uh, back to the cat, back to yeah. Ivers' cat. Uh, <laughs> Deli Alley doesn't want the ball the rest of the game once Guendouzi, once Guendouzi takes a hold of him. No. Aaron Ramsey as well, getting involved. It, it yeah. feels like a... It oh, feels I agree. Like 
like a real yeah. team now. Yeah. All of the fans, everyone was together. It feels like there's a beginning a beginning of unity between the yeah. original Wenger out, Wenger in. Everyone's coming together. And that's what winning brings, doesn't it? And that's yeah. what the team spirit brings. But I think it's so hard to find players who have what you want in terms of the skill and the mindset for example, particularly Torreira, like he's got everything we need, mm-hmm. everything we've needed of a midfield player for about a decade. And he's and yet he's also seems an incredibly decent guy who's mm-hmm. like thrilled to be playing for us because he could think, oh, well, you know, he's not, he doesn't feel to me like a player who we're a step on the ladder playing for Barcelona or Real Madrid, like other players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've, always, I've always had that, that we, you know, for some players, I don't feel like we're on the highest level. For, it looked to me like Torreira, this is always my mind, but Torreira is like literally could not be happier playing for any other team in the world mm. ever. And his comment on the website, this really showed the soul of the yeah. club. I thought it was very nice, very apt. Yes, and that was brilliant. Yeah. There's a lot of youthful energy in this team. Mm. You know, you very saw true. it from his so celebra- Torreira celebration. You saw it in Guendouzi, if I may just digress like back to Thursday, hurdling over the barrier to give his shirt into the crowd in yeah. minus 12, yeah. and then high-fiving the line of fans in that front bit there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, didn't seems... have to do that, you yeah, know. That was yeah. and compared to nice. European games of recent seasons where a lot of the team have pretty much pissed off straight down the tunnel. Yeah, completely. You know, it's yeah. very very commendable. Yeah. I do think that just on, on Gillard's um, observation, I don't think being up for a fight or the physical is, is anything new. I think that is classic Arsenal. Oh yeah, but if new think, in, in the last four, five or six years. In the last five or within six years, yeah. glory Wenger period. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza, pizza and George Graham. Yes, and yes. I'm saying that in the last five or six years, that fight seemed to have gone. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think I think it, it it spoke. It really spoke volumes when you see that the man who was really in the middle of that, Aaron Ramsey, the difference between say how he's taken being. Drawn to how Meza Ozil as a fan we all pay a lot of money to go and what do we want as fans we want the players to be showing say commitment or at least trying that's what fans really love Ramsey you know what regardless if he's, if he's playing for a new contract if he's playing for to try and get a new signing you know what he's been dropped Every single game that he's called upon, he puts in a performance. None of this back spasms nonsense. He goes for <laughs> and, it. and also to go out to Kiev and be the, the yes, leader exactly. of that team and yeah. play for you know I, play I, I really well and lead the you kids. brought it Would up. You, yeah, let's talk Come Ozil. On. Do you think this is the end of Ozil? Yes. At Arsenal, because yes. the post match, like Emery, firstly, the interesting thing is he didn't use a translator. Yeah. So he stopped, finally stopped using the translator, which I think gives him an excuse almost to not answer questions somewhat. I think he's here and there still. Um, but he, he was asked, you know, what, when did Ozil, you know, he's, he kind of said he's not sure when this happened. And he was asked, was Ozil at the stadium today? And he said, not sure. Mm. And that is damning. Yeah. Absolutely it's damning over. of a situation. It's over. And I think, um, I mean, I got, you know, just to say, we're all ecstatically happy about you know because people complain. So someone tweeted me yesterday because I retweeted Mark Pugach made it made a point about Özil and how you know it's an issue for the club to deal. We don't have to deal with it. What do we do? Do we stick with him on three hundred fifty grand a week or you know? And he just brought this up as an issue and I retweeted it and someone had a go at me. I'd sell for, him. Uh, let me just say, someone, <laughs> someone go at me for a mid, you know, the great one of the greatest days of Arsenal Rita Memory when we should all be permanently ecstatic and happy, which we all are, for <laughs> treating something negative in quotes. And of course, it was actually bullshit because I'd already tweeted how happy and ecstatic I was about, about everything. And we're all, that goes without saying, we're all thrilled. This is a discussion program, podcast about issues. And we cannot ignore the fact that Ozil is a big issue now. And I do think, I, I agree with you. I love him, absolutely love him in theory. Yeah. Right. And now I think we all have to face the factual fact that in practice he doesn't particularly fit. He doesn't at all fit, in fact, into the way Emery wants the team to play. And I think Gary Neville, and I keep going on about Gary Neville, I do think he is the best pundit out there now. Mm. 
Gary Neville said it. I think it was the beginning of the second half. He said, if this, if he'd have had Ozil in that team, there was no way they would have performed like this. They wouldn't have even. Is the argument against Boyd? Our two best performances, probably up until Sunday, were Liverpool and Leicester. And in those two games, Mesut Ozil was superb and probably his two best performances of the season. So you can't say it's completely that a great Arsenal performance can't stem from Mesut Ozil. I still think that's unfair. I think a great Arsenal performance can include Ozil, but what I do think is, I think we're now playing even better than that. And more importantly, we're playing in a system and an adaptable system that can't incorporate Ozil. Could yes, we either just, way. Yeah. I can sense you disagree yeah. Well, no, no, no. no. I, no, think, okay. no I, I think I chime with it, but I'm interested because if we could take out for a moment the 350 grand a week sure. is possible. Do so, it. Cool, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll imagine, we'll imagine we don't even a, know a, how much money it's a concept. Ozil plays for free. Yeah. Well, no, Ozil plays the love of the game, yeah. <laughs> as, as everyone does. <laughs> it's what we first fell in love with. Um, you take that out of the equation, he's a fucking good squad player to have, for starters. Just, put, just bring it down to oh, the sure. football. Let's just bring it down to sure. football. Yeah. Of course. If you think of truly, truly successful teams, dare I say it, Manchester United treble of 1999, Ferguson had the art of keeping a big squad of quality players. In fact, amazing game against Arsenal at Villa Park. He dropped Dwight York and Andy Cole and played Uli Gunnar Solskjaer and Teddy Sheringham up front. God, you really thought this through. <laughs> this man you comparison. <laughs> well, you mentioned Gary Neville. So yeah, so I'm playing yeah, the yeah, yeah, super yeah, inspiration. Yeah. And we're, you know, I'm a football fan as well as a massive saying, Arsenal fan. Well, now we finished, though. Yeah. So he was very, very good. Yeah. He's very, very good at using, using the whole place as a collective. So get more... Get more than the sum of your parts. Oh, friends going. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I think that's a real skill. It can't just be about all or nothing. You know, is, 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 he, is he guaranteed first choice every week? Is he not? Oh. I think so much more nuance than that. And I think that actually that's... Taking uh, your you nuance know, into account, I agree. But let me... This is the question. If he's happy, if Meza Ozil on 350 grand a week, who I believe himself considers himself to be one of the greatest players in the world, you know, and I'm not having to go in by saying that. I think he has a very... Um, he's very aware of his own kind of value as an iconic player. I do feel that. And I think that's why he's probably pissed off at having been dropped because I think he's very, very proud, a very proud man. And, I don't, and again, and he hasn't this had is this all before. understandable. He's never had this before. So if he's happy being a squad player who's only going to play once in every three or four games, starting... Fine, keep him. Delighted. I don't give a shit about the money. We, if we, we, we're paying him so we can afford it. But if he's not, and I get the sense that he's not, because he had a back spasm, and he wasn't <laughs> happy to be even on the bench, then that's an issue. No, and then you is. get rid of him. No, I, I, that's I, good point. I think, I think we also, we all want players that want to be playing for Arsenal. And as you said, yeah. what, we can, what we can take from that is that he's not happy. And going back to the Aaron Ramsey thing, which is, is that it, it looks like he's gone. Um, at the end of the season. But do you know what? He's still putting in the performances. And yeah. the best thing that could have happened yesterday for Ozil would be he was dropped, he was left on the bench, he comes on and he influences the game. Course, yeah. But he obviously doesn't want to do that. And that, that's a personal choice that he's making. Likewise, going back to, I know we said, let's take the 350 grand out of it. So we're taking it out of it, but we want players <laughs> there that can play and that Unai Emery wants. This is now going into the next phase of which, in this first transfer window, which is, this is going to be Unai Emery's team. So I want Emery to say, you know what? Hopefully we can get someone to buy this guy. Take that off the wage bill. And bring in a player who may not be at the same level of a, as Ozil, but who can impact a game and throw himself around and bring but passes also, through. I agree with that. But also things change, don't they? Because now I feel, with what's happened to Ozil, 
And particularly the fact that Ramsey, he's played Ramsey in the number 10 role. Mm-hmm. And he brought him on yesterday and changed the formation to put him in that number 10. And he did brilliantly. He was the complete, wasn't he? I mean, all the yeah. analysis was like, oh, he's making the space. He's running yeah. through the middle and the strikers went out wide. All of that, everything he did, it was incredible. Like, he absolutely... Which is how he plays for Wales. Right, exactly. More I plays for Wales are much more effective than he's been in recent years at Arsenal. So I blame, I blame the previous manager who name should not be named for, for <laughs> Ramsey's issues in recent years. But... I now feel things have changed, and I now feel, I wonder whether actually the Ramsey situation might change as well. And that if because well, you, he you change in what way? Because if Ozil goes, maybe Ramsey gets because a new Ramsey, contract. Yeah, Ramsey, is Ramsey now more important than Ozil in mm. the scheme of things? Because because Emery clearly likes Ramsey in that in that terrain. I, I think if Aubameyang and Lacazette are playing together and they're splitting out wide, yeah. then Ramsey is the ideal player for that because it then opens up the space. And, and looking at Aubameyang and Lacazette firstly, can we just say Lacazette, oh. defence from the front. I love the man Incredible. in terms of yeah. it's amazing how much work he puts in taking aside his goal-scoring exploits. Phenomenal, yeah. Uh, it's amazing when he came on how much he ran. And likewise, Aubameyang. Yeah. And I, but bang on, with think, Ramsey, yeah. is there a danger of just within like the last 24 hours of over-exaggerating Aaron Ramsey against Mesut Ozil at Arsenal Football Club? Emery what is our manager at the moment. And when this whole story's come out about Ramsey not getting his extended deal or not being able to agree or it's been taken away, that's a decision from the manager. Partly. That's really... got to be a big decision well, from the manager. Of course it is. No, but I'm so, saying it's, but I think so why is he suddenly going to change his mind? Because I think things might have changed for him. Why is he suddenly not playing yeah. Ozil? Look, it's so, like things change, don't they? You yeah. decide. And for me, like... One campus, hang on, one campus put it in the public domain. It wouldn't have come out in the press if asked, from Arsenal. It's come out from Ramsey's camp. And that is mainly to tout business from elsewhere. Whether that's Bayern Munich or he's going to go to Man United or he ends up at like, West Ham. That was to, to raise awareness. Arsenal have made a decision. They don't want him. I can't believe that he's come on at half-time against Spurs, helped us turn around. It's I'm suddenly going to take happen. a decision and give him a new four-year deal. It must be considered a possibility that if this keeps happening, if Ramsey keeps coming on as a substitute, and maybe even starting, maybe even starting next, My, who knows, that things might change. And the, uh, the Emery will go to the people... Who made these? Who made that decision and say, like, "I actually want to keep him." Not so bothered about. Ozil. And I think going forward, Özil doesn't fit in with the new Arsenal. No, that's why I'm saying. Henry's building. So, so you know, he is our he is our, one of our. What's your theory players, then, guys? But why he why did he sit on the bench at Bournemouth? If he was like unwilling and you know causing disruption, well, why would he have done that at Bournemouth? Yeah, because how do we know? Just on this back spasm, <laughs> I know it's hilarious, but like, what is the actual factual? Resonance of that. I feel it could be an Emery. He's obviously self-diagnosed to an extent because yeah. the way Emery, Emery's not going. Well, the medical team have looked at him on Friday and yeah. they've Look, seen the scan and he's yeah. done this. So he's obviously diagnosed himself as being unable to participate in the game. But he's not endlessly going to be able to do that. Look, I, you, you, so what you're asking is: Is there any truth? You know, maybe well, maybe he really has a spasm. Yeah, maybe he's all these mysterious illnesses. So I, I mean, again. He's had these mystery illnesses, hasn't he? Various key moments in recent times, hasn't he? When, you know, at a certain point, and suddenly he, other players have actual physical. And I'm not, and again, I feel bad. But, I, I feel bad on the one hand that I'm, 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 you know, alluding to him, to his medical issues, and who knows what. But I don't know any journalist. I don't know one single in the know. And I know, you know, people have a go at football journalists for saying things they don't know absolutely 100% factually true. I don't know one. Football journalists, I talk to football journalists a lot, who thinks that he did actually had some proper issue with his back but they, on Sunday. But he knows his body. They and, don't know his body. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is... is but that it happens I think too it, often, I think either. it's nonsense. I think yeah. the, the, the reality of the situation yeah. is, similarly to the game where he was East, he was on the bench, because I think he didn't realise... The difference is, that's one game he's dropped, and all right, I'll be on the bench. Then he's going to be dropped for Spurs, this huge, the biggest game of the season. Then you're furious and you don't want to be, even be on the bench. And I think if it was a genuine 
thing, a pro, uh, he had some issue with his back, and um, that's why the manager hadn't selected him, then the manager would have, as you alluded to in the press conference, would have been much more sticking to that line rather than going, I don't know where he is and I don't know what I'm with the back. It, it's, it's, he, dro- he dropped him. He wanted to stick with the lineup, the formation, that did so well in the last game. He thought the formation, as you keep playing that formation, it's going to get better and better because the team gets more used to the three at the back. I think he specifically felt it was going to be effective against Spurs, which it was because we played absolutely brilliantly. It was the best start of the season. Forgetting the fact that we in two goals towards the end of the half, mm-hmm. it was by far the best start of the season and with I'm, that team I'm selection. I'm just wondering... And what, one more point. Yeah, that, absolutely. And yeah. if he'd have had to incorporate Ozil, love him as we do, it could never have happened. And, and also, on the, on the topic of that best start to the season, uh, I mean, the fullbacks, I don't know if you guys agree, were quality yesterday. Yeah. I thought. I thought better everything than worked. Class. Everyone worked, didn't we're, we're it? Every re- single player worked. Really, and you think really brilliant. I and, just don't think it would have happened with Özil. I'm just wondering with Meza Özil's unique, um, what's the word, iconic status as a, as a global football player, and the fact that I, I think there was a lot of evidence that he was given an unofficial winter break. Yes, under Arsene Wenger. Yes, yeah. I'm just wondering more that. More than it being Unai Emery doesn't want Meza Ozil, I think Meza Ozil is just adjusting to the transitional period under Unai Emery. Maybe. I'm not convinced. I'm Maybe. not convinced. I don't about... think this is the end. I'm with you, either on yeah. this. I don't think I this is the end not. of, of writing off of Meza Ozil. He's a world class player. But I, 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 I hope think he stays. I think he's a squad player, like you think. But I, equally, I think that finely tuned athletes do make quite nuanced, uh, subtle decisions. I don't. I don't believe this. I, I don't believe the hyperbole you have in the sun and. On, you know, on Twitter and stuff. I think, I, I think genuinely there's, uh, there's a much more holistic reason for it. I, I don't buy into a lot of the, the talk about it. That's why I want to see what actually... But wait, are you saying, are you, sorry, are you saying you think he was, he had a back spasm, told the manager, oh, I'm not available. I don't, Is, are you, I'm are not you, convinced it was even a back spasm, but that he was unhappy with his you, physicality. Right. So you think a, he told the manager he wasn't an available Arsene against, Wenger, against Footballistically Spurs. Arsenal term. <laughs> I'm pinning it down. Do you really think, and yeah. yes, there is a, there's, that's, I'm, I'm putting it that way. Do you really think Meza Ozil said to the manager, I'm not available against Spurs. I don't know. I'm curious. Right. Well, I'm, I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm 95%. None of us know, percent, but I'm Why are you 90, 95? Because How I speak to journalists, because I hear what they say. And, 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 and when you watch what the manager says, that's not even his first language, and you can see from yeah. his answer, You've got to he's be, taking the piss yeah. as in like, this guy is a yeah. clown. He's basically said he has about, when is it? I don't know. Well, hang on. If he turns up and plays on Wednesday at Old Trafford, he may well what's play. Your, what's your theory then? Yeah, no, 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 because the manager yeah. manager obviously hey, hasn't been them off. No, 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 that doesn't prevent anything. There's a three day gap between this two the two games. Maybe I'm sure he would love to play Ozil because he needs to he needs to revol- he needs to revolve the team. What I'm saying is, if the manager had wanted to stick to the line, the line, and I use the word advisedly about Ozil's back spasm, when asked the question in the press conference, he would have said yeah. something like. Yes, he was injured. He wasn't available because he was injured. He did not but say But hang that. on, where did this back spasm first originate from? Like who, what was the, where's this come from though? It's an excuse no, no, because but, yeah. uh, it comes from Ozil's people. This is what happened. Yeah. Said, and obviously I yeah. don't know this for a fact at all. No, this but, is, but I, I guarantee you one, I guarantee you 95% sure that Emery did not select him for the game. When told he wasn't selected, he was furious as an iconic figure, not being picked for the biggest game of the season at Spurs and came up with... A, a back spasm. So you feel he. So you feel as a was fully fit. Yep. That he was Absolutely. not selected purely Absolutely. on the merits of that match by Unai totally. Emery. Absolutely. As is his you know, prerogative. Sticking to the same system as last week, okay. cannot incorporate. Sure. But I'm and sure then, Emery would love to have had him on the bench. Loved to, didn't just, even know if he was there, made the point. I don't even know if the player's here. Yeah. For the manager to say that is extraordinary. Okay, that, no, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Well, hang on. <laughs> was Lauren Koscielny there yesterday? 
I don't know, but the manager would know oh, one or the other. I don't know that he definitely oh, would. Josh, no, no, no I'm not having that. Yeah. I don't know that he definitely would. If a player's not in the matchday squad, ah. they'd be expected to come. They're not necessarily. They don't have to report to anyone. They all have access. They all have a box. Non is coming yeah. back. Yeah. Emery, Emery, Emery's not on the hospitality no, airport. Oh, no, 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 Emery, Emery is not at the club level entrance handing out a programming message. Thanks for coming. You've got your bean burgers upstairs with Boyd Hilton. It's a lovely idea, but I guarantee you, if he'd have been asked, is Koscielny here, he would have known one or the other. <laughs> on a slightly different note, what, yeah. did you, what did you think of the third goal? Great Harry <laughs> by Rambo, right? Oh, fantastic. Every, but, it's a terrible error. I mean, but at the same time... Oh, I mean, their central defensive yeah. um, team selection was extraordinarily stupid. And I love it when Poch fucks up like the that. The first time those so... two have ever played together. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, Absolutely hilarious bit of insane management by Pochettino, who I believe is, you know, slightly overrated. But, um, but yeah, but we, we, we physically... Did not let any of their players rest, did we, for a millisecond? It was in everyone, as you said, you know, Mkhitaryan yeah, fucking yeah. having a go. It was unbelievable stuff. And that, that ball just rolled in. It was yeah. like, I don't think anyone in the stadium thought it was going in. Well, it's, it doesn't go in without the huge Yeah, without the huge, But yeah. I'm saying that it's And t- I it think took a while. I, he slips as he hit it. I mean, yeah. It's an unusual, it's a, it's a very fortuitous goal. Lacazette falls on his ass trying to take the shocks, and his legs goes from underneath him. And it's a, an amazing, deceptive, you know, uh, deflection from Dyer. Um, and that changed the game. Yeah. And fantastic. And then a bit like Tottenham got two quick fire goals. I think Tottenham's sort of heads have gone a little bit. And uh, yeah, Aubameyang's ball Over for Tottenham Torreira was, like, was terrific. Um, Gary, it could have been a straight red. The thing he kept saying, the Gary Neal kept saying, he's, he, what's the phrase he used? He's, um, he was like frozen in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was so, he was shell-shocked. That was it. He, and he was <laughs> pale and like, and like shaking his head. It, it was, was like, a strange way to really depart the pitch. Weird. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, the whole situation was weird. Have you got the FA Cup The draw? FA Cup draw has Ooh. been done. Oh, come on. <laughs> Arsenal have been drawn away. Oh, yeah. oh. It's not it's yet clear who happens. they'll play because it oh. could be solely Hull Moors. Oh my God. <laughs> who are six in the conference. Jeez, I've already the... seen them play against Leighton Orient weirdly Solly this Hull, season. Solly Hull Moors. <laughs> um, or Blackpool, um, who, are, who are seventh in League One. So they drew nil nil. In their game. So be Solly Hull away would be a lovely yeah, you know, People yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, the difficulty yeah. getting a ticket for Bournemouth away in a 12th <laughs> Or Sutton, Sutton a couple of years ago. Yeah, the question is, will either be doing a recce I've got to actually backtrack now because they're going to be on to all my techniques and things, hearing stories of me getting behind the scenes. Hey, the there's no backtracking here about that hour long story you told us. <laughs> no, it's true. Solly Hull must be the, are they the lowest ranked team? No, Solly Hull are in Leighton Orange League, who I watch quite a lot, and that's the conference of fifth tier I think I think it was Woking who oh, were okay. in still. the sixth tier nationally south who were still in the draw but and look anyway the likelihood is Blackpool have got to play Solihull at home and it oh, would likely okay. be Blackpool right. um, what is, what is who Alan? are you know, seventh in League One so it's actually a, Alan Algar gives us a 20 what was, what was it an 80, 80 to 20 chance Blackpool playing Arsenal <laughs> yes it will be uh, so that went, um, <laughs> we should mention before we when um, we, we, we began on for hours how long <laughs> Um, we should mention that the unbelievably horrible banana skin incident. Where yeah, it's disgraceful. Unbelievable. It seems so weird to me that in the week of Ian Wright, as I mentioned last week, I hope did you watch Ian Wright's brilliant... I've got it on the record so, and watched it. Right, so I mentioned last week, brilliant two-part documentary all about the history of black players in in English, mainly English football, and told the famous picture of John Barnes that, that someone idiot threw a banana skin at him, and it, there was a picture that went around the world. Um and it almost like some moron had watched that program and thought, "Oh, I'm going to bring a banana thing." I'm, I'm just stunned and shocked and appalled that it still happens. Disgusting that in 2018, yeah. as you're saying, that still happens. And um, 
you know what? I I I, I like the fact that Aubameyang just stood there afterwards. Mm. He looked down at it and he stood up. It was brilliant. And, yeah. It was an iconic photo. It, yeah, it really photo. was iconic. Yeah. And it's, it's mm. just to say, like, I'm here. I'm standing. It really disgraceful. I hope that guy who did well, it's it. Been banned ba- I hope life. he's banned yeah. for life. And um, it's really not yeah. what we want to be seeing. And also, we should say also Arsenal and Spurs have both been charged with that misconduct thing about the about the fight about the big. Um, so just this, just today the FA have announced, which I guess they have to, don't they? Because it was a well, melee. It's the same with Klopp, he has to be charged yeah. for entering the field yeah. of play. And who way got charged more? Was it equal? equal I think it's equal. Or? Yeah, for yeah. the for the, oh, for the well, fight. What about this thing about the Tottenham fans trashing the the toilet in the away end? Oh, I've heard they, about they, that. They picked up the bill for that. Oh, no. Didn't we <laughs> trash yeah, White Hart Lane like Oh, oh I see. Times. It's just the theme that just, happens. Just, there. Do, right. do you know what, though? With regards to um, prior to the, the fight and Eric Dyer running away, I don't like Eric Dyer, but I've got no problem with, with, with players celebrating. That, that's passion. You know, oh, just, yeah, like, just like when Aubameyang yeah. scored that penalty. Yeah. I love the fact that he ran over and did yeah. his flip in front of the Spurs A lot of fan. The, yeah, I agree with and, you. And, and, and just one more thing about the yeah. Emirates yesterday was... Hats off to all of the fans because I I really think that was the best atmosphere. I mean, who would have thought that in the Emirates there'd be red flares being lit off? It was like Galatasaray. It was weird, wasn't it? It was like someone had seen the video of stuffing the flares in the kids. I think everyone's being influenced by what they see. I think that um, what comes first, though, is the players' attitude and then the fans. Because for me, because everyone's said the atmosphere was brilliant. And it was kind. It was pretty good. I mean, everyone's. You know, I, I've never been to an Arsenal Spurs derby where there hasn't been some sense of incredible mm-hmm. occasion. But, like for example, Torreira within the first thirty seconds took him out. Yeah. Took it, taking out whoever it was. Yeah, yeah. That got the play. That got the fans right roused massively more than they already were. The fact that they were about to play Spurs, they were playing Spurs. So I, I genuinely feel that it just all it takes is someone like him. And then the rest of the team, you know, being equally on it to re- get the fans. And it also stems it just, from, so, from Emery. Was, you see, is yeah. That, yeah. As, as I know that Ivor was going to say the same thing, which yeah. was that you see that he didn't sit down it, from the first second of the no. game. He's prowling the touchline. He's out of, his, he's out of that box. Yeah, you know, he's instructions. Well, yes, I love it. Massively. And the thing is, he's so confident and it's just like, I wasn't, I'm not going to do it any, any other way that the fourth official dare and intercept him. <laughs> if you actually want to have a bit of entertainment like on the side, what's the fourth official sort of kind of think oh should I move yeah. that line oh my god he's going that line oh, yeah, and he yeah. does it he, he just keeps doing yeah. it because he's, he, you know, oh, he's in his motion I mean even during the melee <laughs> during the fight when because um, Poch went ran oh up, yeah I mean, Mourinho style yeah. but they were all like um, Emery just stood there because he's still like making his note <laughs> which formation should have <laughs> the fifth time in the game he's not giving a shit about the fight he's like no I'm Absolutely. Off and his little yeah. debates with his with his sister I like that. he's standing there like yeah, yeah, frenetically no, aren't they yeah. he also bears his teeth constantly mm, yeah. well it's very Andalusian yeah yeah, well, oh, that's where he hails from, I believe, oh, okay. in, in Spain. So oh, yeah, yeah. I thought when I heard his name announced as Arsenal manager in the summer, I was thinking for some reason a kind of Turkish, Ottoman right. origin. Unai, Unai Emery. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why I thought that, but he's, he's got certain energy of that. Yeah. But I think it's... And that's nice, because if you think also the positive Spanish influence on Arsenal, you think Santi Cazorla... God yeah. bless his cotton socks, you know, and that you know very sad way his career ended for the Arsenal. You know, I, I think, I think, I think you know, if you look at the Spanish football in the millennium. That's a healthy influence on football. I okay. think Arsenal have done. I think you've got to give credit actually to someone like Ivan Gazidis. Actually, we think of all the options that would be, you know, of all the options <laughs> yeah, yeah. that have been touted around the summer. Oh, completely. Like, I was, I was, him, yeah. you know, I was very much, my heart was going Patrick Vieira, Patrick Vieira, Patrick Vieira. But actually, I've got to give respect to them because he's he's matched. 
he's combined the heart with real tactical nows and, and and thinking in the head. And I think that's a very rare thing Absolutely. in modern life, and let alone at football. Some point, the madness made, of football. Yeah, at some point they yeah. made the very late decision as well, and, they, and that, that, whoever. Did that for mm. over Arteta? Oh, yes, no, yes, yeah. absolutely. No, I, I think and this the, is the and better. The were like, oh yeah, this is going to be amazing. Brilliant. Emery's the right man for now. <laughs> yes. He's unifying the club, yeah. and he is getting the best, isn't he? The very, yes. very, mm. very best. Yes. He, he, mm. I, I, Josh, uh, Sunday was his four hundredth uh, victory as a manager. Actually, in his career, over, over, over that's, that's 19, <laughs> 19 unbeaten now. Yeah, and as someone said, only thirty to go. The forty-nine was. Yeah, yeah. Forty nine ended at Old Trafford. Let's hope this one doesn't. Which brings us lovely. It does bring us to <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm going to so completely... excited for this trip. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm you're going. Looking, yeah, I'm going, and I'm can't. I'm so excited for this away I'm gonna trip. Pre- I'm going to make an early prediction, and I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with the fact that I've never been happier. Bailey is not. You know, I have been, but I'm, I'm on the edge of being as happy as I've ever been as an Arsenal fan with this current stuff and everything. But I do think we're going to lose against Man U. I think it's all going to come crashing down just because I feel like. I feel it's all there in the, in the making, isn't it? For you know, for me, like United and Marino, always just about have some kind of result to stop the rot and stop it really getting to the point where they have to get rid of him. And I feel like that will might be the victims of not that. just Marino, yeah, not just Mourinho, Manchester United classically yeah, United. have done that. Yeah, yeah, they, as a whole, I mean, right. yeah, no, yeah. I think David Moyes even. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Yes, indeed. I remember a very good podcast with. Ben Winston oh, when it was those days yeah. speaking of which I now know why he did all that kind of manoeuvring with the, the microphone I remember hearing some oh, yeah. hilarious banter between him and Dan Dan Woody B. Baldwin yes uh, you know oh look at him Ben's done it again and I, I can see why yeah you yourself a midpoint in this podcast absolutely. picked up the mic yes. yeah, Ivor, Ivor, Ivor has the mic like he's a yeah. world renowned international singer yeah, yeah. Why, why are you so uh, despondent about the idea I'm not despondent I would have taken I'm... a victory on Sunday and a defeat on Wednesday I would have taken that this week yeah, I, I, same. Yeah, because of yeah, home. I, I, I actually, but I, we haven't I think, won I think at Old Trafford. Do you? I think that I think centre back centre back pairings of United look very weak. Oh. And nothing would fill me with more joy than putting that final nail in. Gilad, Smug Jose Mourinho's there is, coffin. There's no one I dislike more in football than Jose yeah. Mourinho. I think he's an Venga? utter. <laughs> I love Venga. Don't, don't be silly. I'm, don't ju- be silly. I'm jesting, uh, <laughs> jesting, Josh. But it will, nothing will please me greater than fucking slaughtering Man United yeah. and wiping every expression off that hideous <laughs> twat twats face. I don't think that will happen, but I think I do agree with Gidda. We will win. And then we, we well, hope, we're not going to we're not going to wipe right. the floor with them. But I right. think we're good. Last time yeah. we won in the league, there was a first day of university for me, September two thousand and six. And even a few years ago, remember we went there and they had a terrible team. I think they had a lad yeah. called Varela yeah. at back. They played this yeah. kid called Marcus Rashford up front in yeah. his sort of league debut, having him been thrown into the Europa League side a few days earlier. So. Even when we have gone there full of optimism, we haven't, we haven't done it. But I think this is the one. And I, I, Don't and you agree just, with me? No, no. I oh. think this is the one we go and win. Oh, really? No, you're, uh, so, well, we you're all win. very confident. Also, we're eight points clear of Manchester United at the moment. They have, last year, they were brilliant defensively. I think they kept the, you know, the, they conceded, was it? Or kept the most clean sheets, something like that. And this year, I'm sorry, even Southampton raced into a 2-0 lead against them. We've just got to go, we got to go for it. The year. They've been shit. They're playing this is the year. Yeah, Mourinho will set them up, yeah. I think, to, to frustrate us. And we saw it think... worked for them in Europe last week where they got that Fellaini 1-0. Um, is Sanchez 
We're missing Xhaka, which you wouldn't have said was such a big thing, but now it feels like a huge thing. Oh, Xhaka's totally been raised again by Torreira, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So Gwendouzi, presumably, Ramsey will play. Or Meza Ozil might be back and prove you wrong, boys. Maybe an Ozil-inspired 2-1 win. That's what I'm going for. I've been through the fact that if Ozil is back, which may well happen, he won't prove me wrong at all. I hope Ozil is available and puts himself... Makes himself available. Uh, so what? Let's get official predictions. Gillard, <laughs> three-one to the Arsenal. Pea to score again, and Lacazette to score. Ivor, mm. Ivor's put his glasses on, especially for the I ending have, of the podcast, especially for the prediction part. Um, well, I was going to go three-one, but actually, I'm going go three-three-two. I think okay. United will, will Goal be fest. in contention. <laughs> yeah, and also one of my favourite ever moments was the three-two. Arsenal Manchester United at Highbury. David Platt. David Platt, beautiful oh, header yeah. into the far corner at the yeah. North Bank. I don't know. I, th- I think there'll be a few goals. Yeah. I think well, I hope... 3 2. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you think there'll be. <laughs> Josh. Yeah, 2 uh, 1 victory for, for the Gunners, um, <laughs> which would be just a, a dream week. And we should also mention we're not going to do a podcast till after the Huddersfield game, which is a Saturday 3 o'clock game. Yeah. So you should be we, predicting that as well. Oh, all right. Yeah, again, what's that? Um, I think. I think I've got. I've just had the sense we're going to lose this a menu. Sorry, but you know, I fucking hope oh, I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah. But I think it's going to, we're going to lose two one. But I hope I'm. I, of course, I'm wrong. But then back uh, Saturday, three o'clock kickoff against Huddersfield. I'm away in New York. You are Josh, a birthday trip. Birthday I hope you trip. Have a tremendous. Yeah, time. obviously, I'll be I'll be watching it on American TV. That's the great thing about um, three o'clock kickoffs. NBC. You can watch it on America. In, in the, yeah, blind, exactly. the blind, we'll pick, the blind, blind pick, pick, pub. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> what's your prediction for that one? I think that'll be a 2 0 home win for the Gunners. So, I mean, yeah. Put, putting some space between us and, and Man United, and hopefully putting some space between uh, us and, and Tottenham. So, the top four. Uh, Who is Spurs playing? Who is really on? Who is Spurs playing? The Spurs weekend? are playing Southampton, and then I think they're away to Leicester on Saturday. So that's why okay. the confusion was about leaving uh, Alderweireld on the on the bench was even more confusing, given they had a. Seemingly more straightforward yeah, it was game. Insane, yeah. Well, I actually think it could be not dissimilar to the Wolverhampton Wanderers game. I think we'll win, but mm. I don't think it'll be like it won't a, be a walkover. No, won't be a roll. Yeah, it won't be won't steamroller Huddersfield. No. I think I could be quite an edgy, be level level even down at halftime. Dare I say, and but come back to win. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, I can sort of see now why Ben was so reluctant to do predictions because it's so hard to tell because of the energy of the other match. But I think if we beat United, that momentum that momentum will be so hard to stop. And I think also going into other games, like Liverpool... <laughs> this is one of the most detailed predictions we've had. <laughs> no, but that's it. So I think, so, so to, get to, this, get to the numbers, so yeah. I think, uh, think 2-1 two two to the Arsenal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Beat that. <laughs> Ivor, that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think 3-0 to the Arsenal. Uh, okay. Nice and easy. Oh, you do Stop. think it'll be a walkover? Yes. You know who's done well to avoid criticism in this podcast, I think? <laughs> Our goalkeeper. Because I, th- I think oh, that, right, that yeah. mistake from Eric Dyer's header. I, I would honestly say, I think that is... <laughs> I mean, Jordan Pickford, you never see a goal like that in football. But it's a, a freak goal. It will never what, happen again. What, you mean he hit his hands on the career. crossbar? That's I, why. It, it's an extraordinary goal. Leno, I mean, the, I was... I was I was fuming. I thought it was one of the worst goalkeeping errors I've seen in a long time in the Emirates. He should have saved it, but at the same time, he allows us to pass it out from the back. He made some great saves after that as well. Yeah. His confidence yeah. wasn't mm. knocked. And yeah. we beat Spurs Josh, Josh, t- Josh is a big Czech... Um, uh, yeah. What's the word? Josh wants Czech and Wenger back, doesn't he? You <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, loyalist. You're Czech loyalist. Uh, no, it was a terrible mistake, but we, we're allowing that because he was brilliant apart from that, yeah. wasn't he? Um, I haven't made my prediction. Because you've interrupted with your, with your check issue. Um, I think we'll beat Huddersfield 3-1. Super. Let me just say thank you very much to Ivor Just One. 
pleasure. I've got to say, as I've listened to this since 2011, <laughs> oh. genuinely, it's a oh, real, real, be- and real uh, seriously, that's here, very actually. kind of you. What and genuine hero for going to bloody Kiev? Yeah, you're, you're, you're an <laughs> absolute yeah. mental. Not only going, but going the night before to check no, out. Not, not the just night before. I was there on Sunday. Uh, no, morning. I mean, uh, but going <laughs> to the to the stadium the night before to sure, check it out. Sure. You're a legend. Beat that, you legend. You'll never beat that. No, I can't. Um, I, I mean, to, to live, to, to just to be sitting on the left of the the, the living the legend that is Ivor just won. Are you going to Old Trafford Wednesday? I've got a match to. In the UA end, um, I actually I've got to find myself a lift or oh. make a late booking with the Arsenal Travel Club. They're doing a ten pound coach. Very good ten pound offer. Um, you can arrange this after the podcast. <laughs> well, someone I mean, listening might. You oh, know, that's true. Might yeah, think if anyone's listening and wants to, if they, if Dave from Reading or or, exactly. or, or Mislintat, um, Josh is literally telling us to stop now. Uh, thank you very much for coming, and <laughs> thanks to Giller, thanks to Josh, and you guy, you'll be back next week. I'll be back next I won't be here because I'm still celebrating my holiday, my birthday. Thank you very much. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.